Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. Hello. Two episodes ago, we announced that we were going to try a new format on the podcast and that every other episode, I will be joined by Cecilia and that we would be co-hosting the episode. So the new format of the podcast is going to be for one episode, it's going to be myself with a guest and one episode, it will be myself and Cecilia presenting the podcast. And today is our first episode co-hosting and I'm super excited about it. So I, I can't wait. Let's see how, how that goes. But what we would really like for you listeners is to give us some feedback on how you feel like this co-hosting is going. As you listen to the episodes, we, we would love to hear from you. Hey, Cecilia. Hi, Karen. Hi, everyone. I'm back again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> <laughs> This is so exciting. It, it just feels weird. I'm just used to be asking questions and speaking with guests on the podcast. So let's see how we do that, chatting together. I think it's going to be good because then you're going to have to answer some questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to be talking nonstop and you won't be able to say anything. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about Wendy Lynch. Uh, so that was episode 76, if anyone remembers. And I just found it so inspiring. So she started a website, well, a company now called Analytics Translator. And she basically is, well, she's passionate about analytics and communication. So what I think was the most interesting and most relevant part of her episode is that there is other paths in life in data except for managing people and doing just doing data and just doing coding and all of that. So I think that was quite interesting to see just a different approach and how we can work in data in a different way. Yeah, definitely. And I loved recording the episode with Wendy. There was so much learning happening. I was really thinking, oh my God, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Say, honestly, same. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that made you want to talk about this episode in particular? I think that what was interesting for me is also perhaps coming from a background that is not very data or STEM driven. I think what really made me want to talk about this one is I like the idea of bridging the gap between two teams that sometimes don't really understand each other. So, you know, a more technical team, a more data driven team, and then uh, the other side of the business that just wants the data team to bring them the reports and uh, the analytics that they expect. What is interesting here is about having the conversation between two teams that don't usually understand each other, people that are more technical and people that are on the other, any other side of the business, perhaps uh, people with um, that are in front of clients and then the people that are on the background. So, you know, it could be sometimes difficult to understand. So I think Wendy said something about 
adversaries, you know, like fighting against each other, which, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't go to work to fight people. You go to <laughs> make everyone's life easier. So, uh, Karen, have you ever had any experiences like that? Yes, I have. <laughs> and you, you're right. Wendy did use the word adversary and that was a very strong word of uh, choice of word and I feel like it was also very appropriate because as you said so she was describing all the situation where technical teams and business teams don't really understand each other and they struggle to work together and in our field there is this big problem of you know when they say the majority of data science projects fail and organizations are not getting the return on investment they thought they were going to have from data analytics and data science and Wendy is explaining that a big part of this issue is due to that problem that we're struggling to communicate and work together. I have a couple of examples of when this happened and I've had a few experiences experiences in the past where teams were working in silos. So in the past I worked a lot in marketing agencies, I worked a lot in I worked a lot in B2B. Um, mm -hmm. services. So you would have a team that would be client facing, go to clients, talk with the clients about what, what it is that we can do, the services we're selling, how I can support them with their businesses. And then they would come back to the analytics team and say, Hey, I had a meeting. This is what I want off the back of that meeting. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, and obviously <laughs> <laughs> we can all imagine how this goes. No one likes that. And it creates a lot of tension. And something Wendy explains is both teams that don't understand the challenges that the other is going through. So if I take an example from my past experience, I guess, where this kind of situation happened, we basically had the businesses going out, selling things while trying to grow the business. And then the analysts on the other end, not wanting to do the analysis that the commercial team had asked for. And that was creating this situation where you have a team saying, I need this to be able to develop the business, to be able to serve my the customer, the clients better. I can't get it right. from the analytics team. And you have the analytics team saying, this happened actually, I'm sorry, I'm pausing here, but this happened in several organizations I, I worked with before. And I've heard so many similar stories. Oh yeah, that's a classic. It's definitely a classic that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was saying on the other side, the analytics team would go, yeah, they keep coming and telling me they want this and that. I don't want to just be pulling data out of the database. This doesn't utilize my skills properly and it's boring. I don't want to do that. And they don't even know what it is that they are talking about. So it, it, <laughs> oh. I've so been in that <laughs> position. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it all goes down this this rabbit hole of we're not helping each other do great business. And I, I found that there were, I guess you can understand the different problems that you're seeing here, but a few reasons behind that was really this thing where we were not understanding each other. So 
analytics is not understanding what the commercial team is going through when they go to clients and they think they are needed. And that's because they are not in the room with them and they're not doing the sales and everything. And then the commercial team doesn't understand how long it takes to do an analysis. They don't understand the skills that data analysts or data scientists have. So they, they don't even know what they're capable of doing. And that means they're not utilizing their skills better. Then it can feel a bit transactionals between the two. I want these, I'm giving you that. And then it ends up also sometimes having to redo some work because you feel like, oh yeah, I asked for this, but this is not really what I needed. And then you go back, there, there was a lack of understanding of what was necessary here. Another one where it gets very heated as well is when someone says, oh, I need something urgently. And then the analytics team goes, mm-hmm. Okay, but last time you said that, you didn't look at it for three months. So how urgent is it now? So these are the different reasons I've found where it has been difficult to make both teams work together. Yeah, no, it's it's always a challenge. But I guess it's it's about keeping the conversation perhaps also and not letting it break down. Yeah, exactly. So I think we we get so... I mean, I work in analytics. I I love working in (laughs) analytics. Um, But I I feel sometimes in the technical teams, we're so focused on wanting to do the technical work that we forget to sit with the other teams to really understand their problems, the problem they have. And in the past, I feel like this is what's helped me do my work better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think sit down understand ask the questions as as Wendy mm-hmm. was explaining ask the questions and not only ask the questions but hear them because you know sometimes I know I've done that before but I only want to hear what I want to hear and I only take that little piece of that information and forget the rest <laughs> but obviously it's not about me it's about oh what I want to do it's about what the business does. yeah and then I guess you could even find a, a mix of both if you if you sit and then think about a solution, mm-hmm. but you're, you're right. We tend to want to do these cool things and sometimes business needs something very simple. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know that I always go, Oh, I'm going to code. I'm going to do this and this and that mm-hmm. and then go through it. And I'm like, Oh, I could have done this very simple thing that took. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, but, you know, you kind of have to have a little bit of fun in between. <laughs> you can always have fun doing it. It's, exactly. But yeah, and I feel one way where there was a time where I was in a team where it had gotten really heated between the two teams. And my manager had to ask me to be the one bridging the gap. So doing the work that Wendy is doing right now. And what I had to do was I had to join all their team rituals. I had to sit with them, go to client meetings, hear what everyone was saying. And this takes a long time because it's basically relationship building. Mm -hmm. So if you have two teams that, so you have data analytics or data science or whatever team that works with the another area of the business that is not as technical then to me what we tend to do is we we tend to want to have an impact straight away and I feel sitting with this team for several months really creating this relationship becoming even friends with some of them 
talking about all the challenges they are facing, what their priorities are, all these things. It took a long time, but the benefits we had after that was so immense. They started understanding what questions they needed to ask us as analytics so that we can address their problems properly rather than coming and saying, hey, can you tell me how many customers did that? And we're like, you don't need (laughs) me for that. (laughs) Um, yeah, no. so they it really shifted things quite considerably. So I, the way Wendy described things was, I guess, eye opening for me because it made me realize I was doing this kind of job already, and it made me also realize, thinking back about how much it added to whatever piece of work I was doing in the past and to my team as well. Yeah. I know it's definitely an interesting one. It's definitely something I would be interested in developing into. I think with my background and I just like talking to people. I can sit and talk to people all day, (laughs) no problem, which is sometimes counterproductive. But I think combining that with analytics, I just find it super duper interesting. Mm. So, you know, who knows? Let's see. (laughs) But coming back to that, there was a point in the in the episode which I found hilarious and could fully relate to is when she had that aha moment of, oh my God, this is what I do. And I mean, so being someone that transitioned into data not too long ago, having to explain to my parents most particularly uh, in the middle of the pandemic without having a job, oh, I'm just going to stop and study and do data. I mean, It took a lot of explaining to do. I sent a lot of articles. I mean, my parents uh, don't have enough articles about data. They probably haven't read them all. And honestly, I think my dad, till this day, probably still thinks that I do statistics. This is all there is. <laughs> but this is fine. But it's, it's, it is difficult, isn't it, to explain what we do. But right now, I have this very, <laughs> this very strong visual of your dad being buried under a massive pile of articles explaining what this <laughs> Yes, dad, that's what I do. Yes, I do data. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, they were open to they were open to the 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 change, but it was just like, but you didn't do STEM and you didn't do maths, and you know, I'm like, yeah, no, but there's other ways of getting there, and I think that's what is important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, talking about non-STEM backgrounds going into data there was the episode with Jackie Carter a few weeks back where she was talking about opening data careers to different people coming from non-stem backgrounds which is quite a good one yeah no that's a definitely a good one I heard mm-hmm. it this month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I hear what you're saying it's I think because data is a field just like technology it moves so fast that it's really hard to understand even for ourselves sometimes what it is that we're doing i know every time i change jobs i feel like i'm doing something different so finding a way to explain that i know when i joined monzo and people ask me so what do you do? I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out right now. And then if you have to go and explain that to people, it creates a bit of confusion. And I think what I find even more 
crazy is if someone goes and say, oh, I work in marketing, apart from if they're saying that to someone who works in marketing and know the different aspects of marketing, no one is going to go and say, oh, what does that mean? Explain to me what it's, well, I haven't been in that situation. But when it comes to data, everyone is like, huh? what do you mean? And then you start trying to explain and you go down this rabbit hole of giving a long list of what it is to work in data and people get even more confused. So I feel like we should keep it like sweet and simple. So what would be yours? Mine would be, I think, one sentence. And it's probably mm-hmm. going to change depending on where where I work. But if I was to explain what I do, if my mom was to ask me right now, <laughs> <laughs> Good she thinking. hasn't asked me recently. Lately, the last time she asked, she thought I was working in finance. And I was thinking, no, I was working in marketing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that... I manage a team that uses data to help business optimize the service they provide their customers with. So, okay, that's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go, I like it because it doesn't go into the data thing, but there is the word data. And then at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing. I'm just doing it with data. Right. I mean, it's impossible. I don't think it would be possible not to debate <laughs> on that. <laughs> to be honest, come on. <laughs> well, what would be yours? So I think mine would be I use data to provide insights to help the universities make more informed decisions on their student engagement. And as I'm saying that, I've, I'm thinking of all the different things that I do, and I really want to go into detail, but I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, we'll never get out of this. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I think because our, our work is so complex sometimes, we want to use, like, we want to show that we're coding, we want to show that we're building cool mm-hmm. stuff, but people don't need to know all of this. I, I mean, except no. if you interviewing for a job and then people will want to know but if you just have like family and friends asking they need all the details yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely that was that was a good one i just have one question i think we could improve it this student engagement thing what what does that mean so in student engagement it's basically what the company I work for do so it's bringing more students to the universities mm. so it's talking to the students so it would be like oh here we go I go into <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know it will be like the live chats you have on their websites it will be email phone whatsapp wechat it could be anything so it's a is it more interesting to spend more time on WhatsApp if you want to engage more students from India, for instance, because those are students, you know, this is their preferred means of communication. So if you want to develop into bringing more students to the UK, for instance, from India, perhaps you should spend more money on WhatsApp than you should on phone. That's super interesting, actually. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why, um, this is why I mean, like, you can really go deep into this. (laughs) <laughs> that, that sounds like some interesting work yeah that you're doing 
yeah no i quite like it and it's a fun i i mean it's a fun for me it's a fun uh data uh, to look into yeah i bet mm-hmm. and so just mindful of time what were your key takeaways from the episode with wendy well first of all like you said before when i grow up i want to be like <laughs> wendy definitely definitely um but i think because everything is so immediate at the moment you know you receive a message you need to respond straight away and the emails at work and you know all of the instant messagings and stuff i mean it can be sometimes a bit overwhelming and you just want to get it done and respond fast 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 it's okay to take time prepare it reflect you know take a beat before responding to Mm -hmm. that email the you'll probably get a better solution, even if it takes a bit more time, but then it's not going to take that much time the next time you, you're confronted to that. So I think for me, it's breathe, <laughs> take a minute, and then go for it and reflect on the problem that you're, fi- that you're facing. Yeah, I think um, my takeaway was very similar. So as yeah, very definitely on the same lines where... I think it's the exercise she made me do where she asked me a question and initially I had no clue about <laughs> what the answer was going to be. That was a tough exercise to do. <laughs> and I feel like everyone I speak with about this episode, that's what they remember from it. <laughs> well, to be honest, when you said, when you were, when she asked you the question, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> What would I answer to that? <laughs> yeah, so when we fi- we managed to get out of that, she said this thing mm-hmm. around, you know, you never know the answer to a question or to a problem until you've had time to think about it. And she spoke mm-hmm. about the fact that how we are creating this issue of us not thinking about problems by going from meeting to meetings all the time and Mm -hmm. after that I started reflecting on this and it's so true it's if you jump from one meeting to another meeting all day long how do you have time to prepare as you said for your next one think about solutions Mm -hmm. and actions that you have to take from the previous meeting and I think there's been a lot of talk around How do we help introverts um, in meetings? How do we make meetings more introvert-friendly, especially for data professionals? And in my mind, this situation of jumping from meeting to meeting is just exacerbating the problem because introverts like need time to think, to reflect. And if we're just Mm -hmm. putting them like that back to back, then it's not being helpful. So... It was a lot of food for thought after that episode. I really liked it. I think it's not only that, but do you think that the result is going to be a good one? If you are jumping from meeting to meeting, do you think that you're going to have the best results you can get for that challenge? Probably not. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I will definitely stop <laughs> listening at some point. Uh, (laughs) because you're concerned about the previous challenge that you had to answer and my toilet break as well (laughs) (laughs) possibly (laughs) all right i think that's that's it for today and then we're going to find each other again on the podcast in a few weeks but it was fun what did you think 
I thought it was pretty good. I like that conversation. Yeah, very let's much. see what the listeners say. <laughs> All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible, but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.